In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Welcome to Faith Moments. I'm Dina Marie and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. This is a weekly podcast to proclaim and to ponder the Sunday Mass readings. And today I wanted to focus on the readings for Christmas. And really, if you include the vigil and I think up to four different readings for Christmas, there's many different options. And so I wanted to pick one of the readings for Christmas and begin with a prayer for the family. As you know, if you look at the calendar, our Christmas in 2021 falls on a Saturday. And so we have the feast, the holy day of obligation to come to mass and celebrate the birth of Christ on the nativity. But the next day is Sunday and we have the Sunday following Christmas, which in our church, we we celebrate the feast of the Holy Family. So I want to open with this prayer for the family in particular in honor of the Holy Family and to invite the Holy Family to be with us. Um, They're already with us, but that we would recognize their presence in our lives, in our communities, in our homes, in our churches, in our world. A prayer for the family. From the beginning, God joined man and woman together and blessing them with children made them a family. Just as Jesus lived at Nazareth with Mary and Joseph and his relatives and friends, we find our life here with our own flesh and blood. We ask God's blessings on our family and on our home. Listen to the words of St. Paul to the Colossians. Put on then garments that suit God's chosen and beloved people, compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, be tolerant with one another and forgiving. If any of you has cause for complaint, you must forgive as the Lord forgave you. Finally, to bind everything together and complete the whole, there must be love. Let Christ's peace be arbiter in your decisions. The peace to which you were called as members of a single body. Always be thankful. Let the gospel of Christ dwell among you in all its riches. Teach and instruct one another with all the wisdom it gives you. Let us pray. O God, bless our family and all its members and friends. Bind us together by your love. Give us kindness and patience to support each other and wisdom in all we do. Let the gift of your peace come into our hearts and remain with us. May we rejoice in your blessings for all our days. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
And just a great prayer for the family. Again, using my uh, Chris, customs of Christmas prayers and customs, it was nice to have this booklet. And you might have a little booklet like this or in your Magnificat with traditional Christmas carols. And this includes some Christmas poems and Christmas songs. So we were able to pull that out and to sing along with our choir for the Christmas celebration. So in this celebration and in pondering the readings, I really wanted to just focus again on a Christmas reading. And this is for Christmas mass during the night. And as I mentioned, you know, if you have a booklet like this is the word among us or the Magnificat, they're great resources because you can look at all of the different readings. I always think if you only get the scripture that you hear at mass, you're missing out on so much. There's so many different opportunities to ponder the readings. And when you have a reading missile like this, you're able to go back into the readings either before you get to mass, hopefully, or after mass and just, oh, what was that reading? Let me hear that Psalm again. Or if it's a special feast like today, we've got a couple of options. And so this again will be from the mass during the night for Christmas. And it begins with the first reading from the book of Isaiah chapter nine, verses one through six. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light upon those who dwelt in the land of gloom. A light has shown you have brought them abundant joy and great rejoicing as they rejoice before you as at the harvest, as merry people, as people make merry when dividing spoils. For the yoke that burdened them, the pole on their shoulder, and the rod of their taskmaster, you have smashed as on the day of Midian. For every boot that trampled in battle, every cloak rolled in blood, will be burned as fuel for flames. For a child is born to us, a son is given us, upon his shoulder dominion rests. They name him Wonder Counselor, God Hero, Father Forever, Prince of Peace. His dominion is vast and forever peaceful. From David's throne and over his kingdom, which he confirms and sustains by judgment and justice, both now and forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The word of the Lord. The psalm is from 96. Today is born our Savior, Christ the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord, all you lands. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Today is born our Savior, Christ the Lord. Announce his salvation day after day. Tell his glory among the nations, among all peoples, his wondrous deeds. Today is born our Savior, Christ the Lord. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. Let the sea and what fills it resound. Let the plains be joyful and all that is in them. Then shall all the trees of the forest exult. Today is born our Savior, Christ the Lord. They shall exult before the Lord, for he comes for he comes to rule the earth. He shall rule the world with justice and the peoples with his constancy. Today is born our Savior, 
Christ the Lord. The second reading comes from Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 14. Beloved, the grace of God has appeared, saving all and training us to reject godless ways and worldly desires and to live temperately, justly, and devoutly in this age as we await the blessed hope, the appearance of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to deliver us from all lawlessness and to cleanse for himself a people as his own, eager to do what is good. The word of the Lord. Our gospel reading comes from the gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 1 through 14. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world shall be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to be enrolled, each to his own town. And Joseph, too, went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, that is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to have her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were shepherds in that region living in the fields and keeping the night watch over their flock. The angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were struck with great fear. The angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today, in the city of David, a Savior has been born for you, who is Christ and Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Beautiful readings. And as I said, if you just spent time this week in this Christmas octave, reading the various accounts of the Christmas story and the beautiful readings today, we also heard from the gospel of St. John, and of course, talking about the word made flesh. Um, but let's just focus a little bit on these readings and, and just really on this feast, this feast of Christ's mass, the mass that we honor the birth of Jesus and recognize God being uh, present to us 
Now, we know God has never not been present to us, but there's been times in our history where the people didn't recognize God. They didn't see God amongst them, although God is always here, always with us. And so it's at this moment in time, in history, in a particular lineage, we get the lineage, uh, when you hear the genealogy of Jesus through the line of David and, of course, through Joseph, his father, that God becomes visible to us, his appearance, the refulgence, isn't that a beautiful word? The refulgence, the glory of God was shown again amongst the people. And we hear about, you know, the, the fiery bush that Moses is able to see, you know, the face of God. But in this way, as Jesus is born to a virgin mother, immaculately conceived herself, that he shows his face and he, he fulfills the promise of salvation because he becomes who his name is, Jesus saves. And so I want to just go back a little bit into Isaiah. I love some of, I love all of Isaiah here, but when you just hear this declaration in Isaiah chapter nine, just visualize the season of Advent and it's dark and gloomy. And for us in the Pacific Northwest, it's been very rainy and just dark and cold and, and wet. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Just think about if you've ever been in a dark place for a long period of time. Uh, maybe it's dark and cold and damp and and you just, maybe you're camping. A lot of people in the Pacific Northwest like to camp. And if you camp in this time of year, it can get cold and dark and damp. And you're just, you're in that dark space. But to see a great light isn't it just a comfort? And, and you, you reach for that flashlight. You're looking for that beam of light to help you see, to help light the way, to help, help you find what might be lost. And, and these are the people who have walked in darkness. They've walked not recognizing the Lord. And here the Lord shines his light on the people. Those who have dwelt in the land of gloom, a light has shone. You know, this is the presence of God, that God brings joy. He reveals the joy. He reveals the light that's already there, but we're just not seeing it. For the yoke that burdened them, the pull on their shoulder, you know, just, just think about those times in your life where you've had or have right now heavy burdens, the heavy illnesses, the financial issues, the concerns of the day, the worries of relationships, the concerns of your children and grandchildren, the concerns about our country, about our world, about our environment, about humanity, the pull that's burdening us on the shoulder the rod of their taskmaker, this heaviness, this burden, you have smashed. I love that. You know, the Lord smashes that. For every boot that trampled in battle, every cloak rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for flames. And what happens? A child is born to us. A son is given us. Upon his shoulder, dominion rests. 
And then we hear these wonderful names of God, wonder counselor, God, hero, father forever, prince of peace. He will be peace. His dominion is vast and forever peaceful. And it says the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this, will do this. And then here comes the echo of the Psalm. Today is born our Savior, our Savior, Christ the Lord. Today is born our Savior, Christ the Lord. And, and the whole earth rejoices. In fact, there's a line in here that says, then shall all the trees of the forest exalt, even the trees, all of creation exalts when Christ the Lord shows his face. It's just awesome. And in Titus, it, it really, it, it reflects what we believe. You know, the grace of God has appeared. We have seen the grace of God, the glory of God that's always existed for all of time, but it appeared saving all and I love this because this is how we're supposed to re respond, training us to reject godless ways. We are supposed to reject the world, worldly desires to strive for all of what the world says is important and to live. This is how we're supposed to live temperately, justly, devoutly. Why? We're Because we're awaiting the blessed hope, the appearance of the glory of God, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us. See, Jesus was born to die. I said that in an earlier program, that Jesus, the only one who is born not to live, but to die, to pay the price for our sins and to deliver us from lawlessness, from that sin and to cleanse his people eager to do what is good. Are you eager to do what is good? What a, what a hopefulness in the message from Titus today. And then just the account of Mary and Joseph, and we're getting to the point of the, the birth of the child, the birth of the savior. And then there is a revelation in this revel, reverent, uh, revelry of the angels to the shepherds as they're the first ones to hear the proclamation of the good news. And they are told that in the town of David, you know, in the city of Bethlehem, there has been born a savior for you. Go and see. You'll see the, the child in swaddling clothes with the mother lying in a manger. And again, we hear that beautiful praise, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. And in this message of glory to God in the highest, we recognize again that the glory of God is here, but it brings peace to those on whom his favor rests. And the reality is not all favor God, not all welcome God into their home, into their heart, into their lives, into their decisions, into how they conduct themselves. Are they full of righteousness or are they full of lawlessness? And are they full of justice or jealousy? 
And we can't answer that question for anybody else. It's easy to look out in the world. It's easy to look at the headlines. It's easy to look at people who are in the media, who are in our, our on, on the posts of the news media and say, they're not following God. But that's not what we're to do. We're to look in our own hearts. Has my heart been opened so that his favor rests in me? Is the Lord resting in me? Have I had a place for him to rest, to be, to reflect the hope, the joyful hope, the glorious hope, the zealous hope that his birth means? And we've spent four weeks in this anticipation of a feast called Christmas, the feast of the nativity, the feast to remind ourselves of what happened and what continues to happen is Christ continues to be born in our hearts anew if we choose to receive him. Will you receive him? Have you received him? But it's not just in receiving him once and I'm fine the rest of my life. No, it's every moment of the day. Will we receive the Lord and will we provide for him a home? in your daily routine, in your waking up and going to bed, in your work, in your ministry, in your parenting, in your, um, in your religious life, in your work of whatever kind, is God part of that? Draw your attention into that manger scene. I have two manger scenes behind me and it was a delight. I've moved into a new uh, location since last Christmas, and I hadn't been able to really put a lot of Christmas things out for many years uh, just because we didn't have a lot of space. And now I have four nativity sets <laughs> set up in different parts of our home. It might just be a little nativity set, like the one over to my, to my left, um, this little holy family, which was actually given to me by a priest. And it was such a great gift working at the local radio station. And one of our priests that spent many years with me working on a weekly radio program had received that nativity many years ago. I think a family member actually made that pottery image of the Holy family and the nativity. And as a thank you, he gave that to me and, and I hadn't seen it. I hadn't unwrapped it for a few years and it just brought back memories. But doesn't that in our nativity scene, bring back memories of maybe when you first got that nativity set, what home it's been in, how, who the family members have been around that nativity set. The one to my right comes from Mexico. And I remember buying that set when I was in high school before I became Catholic. And I wasn't even going to church at the time, but we had traveled on a school trip to Mexico City. I knew nothing about Guadalupe. Uh, I knew that there was a lot of churches in that area, but I had no idea. But I saw these nativity sets and I thought, oh, I should probably get a nativity set for my family. And I brought two back and I have not opened up that nativity set for years and years. And to see that nativity set, it just brought back joy of what that nativity set represents and the people that come with humility, um, with anticipation, with longing and with light. And 
the thing I thought about today, reflecting in the imagery that we get of the darkness and the light, and Jesus brings the light, and and we recognize the presence of God, is that we will recognize Him if we look for Him. You know, there's a song, they looked up and saw the star, Noel, Noel, and they looked upon the star. They were looking for something. They were anticipating a sign of the Messiah. And are we looking for goodness? Are we looking for hope? Are we looking for the light? Are we looking for Jesus? Well, here in the scripture for Sunday for the Feast of the Holy Family, the quote, uh, missing Jesus, you know, Jesus is lost for three days and Mary and Joseph are, are trying to find their child who is about 12 years old and they haven't been able to locate him for three days. But Jesus certainly wasn't lost. He was in the temple doing what he was called to do. And so what are you looking for? And, and if we keep our attention on the Christ child, on the hopefulness of God's presence in my life, Jesus is in the messiness of life. There's a great book that just was released not too long ago, Life is Messy by Matthew Kelly. A lot of people have been talking about that book. We received a copy of it from the Knights of Columbus. Thank you, Knights of Columbus of Cowlitz County for giving out those books at Christmas time. But God is in the cancer. God is in the divorce. God is in the loneliness. God is in global tragedies. God is in the pandemic. God is in our financial crises. God is in all the things that we're so concerned about that bring about that that rod of burden that the taskmaster is is pushing and 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 pressuring us with difficulties but no god is there and god is saying i am with you i am here emmanuel god is with us in the nativity in that nativity scene of yours and it may just be an image you have in your heart. It may just be a booklet that you have and you hold on to that image of the nativity and you know, I am here. I am with you. I am in the difficult relationships. I am with you um, in the darkness. I am with you in the confusion. I am with you in all of these stages of life. And I just want you to recognize me. I just want you to invite me into your heart. I just want you to put me at the center of all things, that God is the center. God will crawl into the dirt to be near us. God did crawl into the dirt to be near us, to be in the most humble place, most difficult situations in family life, God experienced messiness and he is our savior. And so in all of the things that you're bringing to prayer intentions that you're wrapping up in a bow and putting in the crash scene this Christmas, remind yourself that God is here. He is with us and he answers all of our prayers in his divine will. And so let us cry out to the Holy Family. Let's try to reflect the virtues of the Holy Family in our own daily lives. 
and invite those angels who sang glorious melodies to the shepherds to guide us to that humble, peaceful stable so that we can, together with them, sing glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to people of goodwill. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I'll look forward to talking with you again next week. And until then, enjoy your Christmas octave. Continue to sing Alleluia. Christ is born. Amen. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie. Reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week.